From the unexplained to the mundane, come join us on a journey to the fringe. Hello and welcome to Journey to the Fringe, where sometimes we cover groups with swastikas in their logos, and a good chunk of them are probably not great. We are your podcast hosts, Taylor and Chelsea. And Chelsea, this may actually come as a surprise, seeing as how we've been talking about these people for several hours, but this is one of those times, and maybe you should Google the Falun Gong and check out their logo. What? How did this surpass me? Huh. Yeah, it's not even a little bit of swastika. (laughs) In all of the Googling I've done about the Falun Gong, this has not come up yet. Yeah, there is no less than five swastikas in their logo. You should know it's not due to Nazis. It's actually a very prominent Buddhist symbol. When I was in Korea, if you look at a map of the city, you'll see swastikas on it, and that's where Buddhist temples are. Yeah, and it's it's all over Asia. But nonetheless, there are five swastikas in their logo. It's hard to believe we made it over two hours of talking about this group before it came up in the podcast, but it made it nonetheless. You find those groups usually use it to show that they're so enlightened and that it's a good, nice symbol. And the cults and bad people don't usually use it for that reason. Yeah. Oh, and it was used a lot before the Nazis came to power. Yeah. Robert Evans actually just did a Behind the Bastards episode on swastikas not that long ago. I listened to it, yeah. And there used to be a town in Ontario, Canada called Swastika. Chelsea, you can actually look it up. The Edmonton Swastikas was a hockey team. What? The more you know. Oh my god, look at this hockey team photo. That's not good. You really can't use that symbol anymore. Yeah, it's definitely a different time to be alive than then. A lot less dysentery, a little more negative views of swastikas. (laughs) Yep. Very negative views. But anyhow, let's get back on track. We got a lot to cover still (laughs) with the Falun Gong. What we've been covering for a while. Just give you a little reprieve there. Chelsea, we learned a lot of the bad side of Falun Gong in the last episode. Where we're going to pick that up now is how it's impacting the world that we live in today. Oh, I thought we were going to do the good side of the Falun Gong. I mean, that first episode was the best representation willing to do. That I'm willing to do. (laughs) But they don't get sick. They don't get sick. That actually... They don't need hospitalization. Let's let's stop focus on that. Let's focus on how they're impacting the world today. So, Chelsea, this group has a lot more sway in the modern world than I would really like to say a cult should. We're going to start off looking at some of their business endeavors. The first one being Ultrasurf. What is Ultrasurf? Well, in 2001, it was founded by Chinese dissidents in Silicon Valley. Basically what it is, it's a VPN for users in China to evade government censorship and monitoring. As of 2011, Ultrasurf reported over 11 million users worldwide. During the Arab Spring, it recorded a 700% spike in traffic from Tunisia. So it is actually like worldwide used. It's basically a way to avoid internet censorship. I mean, that's not a horrible thing, but it's also owned by the Falun Gong. And I should say too, similar traffic spikes occur frequently during times of unrest in other regions like Tibet and Burma. Some people have called it the most important free speech tool on the internet, but... I don't see it being a horrible thing. No, it seems like a good idea. Is this the best thing they've ever done? It's anti-communist for sure, because it's meant to specifically get around the Great Firewall of China. There is some good parts to it, but let's talk about the rest. Some technologists have expressed reservations about Ultrasurf's model. 
However, in particular, its developers have been criticized by proponents of open source software for not allowing peer review of the tool's design, except at the discretion mm. of its creators. Moreover, because Ultrasurf operates all its own servers, their developers have access to the user's logs. This architecture means that users are required oh no. to trust Ultrasurf not to reveal user data. Ultrasurf maintains that it keeps logs for a short period of time and uses them only for the purpose of analyzing traffic for signs of interference or to monitor overall performance and efficacy. The company says it does not disclose user logs to third parties. However, we gotta take their word on it. Yeah. Because they don't let anybody else look at it. In an April 2012 report, Jacob Applebaum with the Tor Project criticized Ultra Surf for its use of internal content filtering, including blocking pornographic websites, and for its willingness to comply with subpoenas from U.S. law enforcement officials. So it's anti-government except in the case of the U.S. Mm. Is that weird? Applebaum's report also noted that UltraSurf pages employed Google Analytics, which had the potential to leak user data and that its systems were not all up to date with the latest security patches and did not make use of forward security mechanisms. It is a little weird, but this group and connection to the US government is going to come up a lot in this episode. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, why would they just choose the US government? But okay. That makes yeah. sense. Furthermore, Applebaum claims that Ultrasurf client uses open and free software, but it's not disclosed, and this use and lack of disclosure is a violation of the licenses to use these products. In response, posted the same day, Ultrasurf wrote that it had already resolved these issues. Again, they don't actually let anybody else look at it, but they're saying that they do. If you were like, let me look at it to see, and they're like, sure, I mean, that would, that would immediately... <laughs> Put doubt into your mind of who they're giving it to. Apparently a top secret NSA presentation revealed as part of a 2013 global surveillance disclosure. They dismiss Ultrasurf's response there as all talk and no show. Okay. <laughs> like they're just saying it. And then in a really weird coincidence, a Trump appointee named Michael Pack, who's the head of the US Agency for Global Media, made a real big push to get government funding for this project. Ultrasurf? Yeah. <laughs> Does that not raise red flags? Michael Pack made a big push to stop federal funding for Open Technology Fund, which develops tools that allow people to get around controls on internet access, which received $20 million in government funding as of 2022. So just cut it off. And then the last I could find on this is that this was from 2021, I believe. In November, Mr. Pack provided UltraReach Internet Corp, which is the overarching company that does UltraSurf, nearly $1.8 million in federal contracts. Now, as the time of the article I read, they'd only received 250,000, but still, it was a push to move government funds from one project to a Falun Gong project in the two okay, millions of dollars. That's weird. Is it because China hates them? No, not necessarily, and we're going to get to it in the next part, which is, if you've had an interaction with Falun Gong, it's going to be through this group or the next one we talk after it. But the next one I want to talk after is the bigger surprise for Chelsea here, so okay. we're going to start with this one. By after, do you mean part four? <laughs> no, no, it will be in this episode. Falun Gong owns the Epoch Times. This is a <gasps> newspaper. What? Yes. Did I sound shocked? Yes, and it, for those of you wondering why I titled the episode so, this is the payoff, finally. 
Let's go into it a little bit. The Epoch Times was founded in 2000 by John Tong, spelt T-A-N-G, and other Chinese Americans affiliated with the Falun Gong New Religious Movement. Tong was a graduate student at Georgia at the time, and he began the newspaper in his basement. The founder said that they were responding to censorship inside China and a lack of international understanding about the Chinese government's repression of Falun Gong. In 2009, Li Hongzhi, the founder of Falun Gong, appeared in the newspaper's headquarters in Manhattan and called for the expansion of the Epoch Times to, quote, become regular media, end quote. Li has called the Epoch Times our media, as in the Falun Gong's media, along with their other arm, the New Tong Dynasty Media Corporation. They are not going to come up as much, though. Two former employees said that the top editors traveled to meet with Lee at Falun Gong's compound, Dragon Springs, where he weighed in on editorial and strategic decisions. However, the Epoch Times denies that these meetings take place. Of course they do. I believe I've used the Epoch Times for um, many or news yes. stores. And I said, you know, that's owned by a cult, right? Yes, I remember that. That's in fact where I learned that they own this. Former Epoch Times employees have noted Falun Gong practitioners' involvement in management and editorial process, and three anonymous former employees said the Epoch Times workers were encouraged to attend weekly, quote, FA study, end quote, sessions, outside work hours to study Lee's teachings. Former employees have said that criticizing the Epoch Times amounts to disobeying Lee. According to an NBC News article, the Epoch Times, quotes, generally stayed out of U.S. politics, end quote, before 2016, unless they dovetailed with Chinese interests. Ben Hurley, a former Falun Gong practitioner and Epoch Times writer until 2013, said the paper was critical of abortion, LGBT people, and that Falun Gong practitioners saw communism everywhere, including in international figures like Hillary Clinton and Kofi Annan, who was the head of the UN at the time. But there was more room for disagreement in the early days. Since 2016, according to NBC News, the Epoch Times has promoted favorable coverage of Trump's campaign and presidency and emphasized topics like Islamic terrorism, illegal immigration to the U.S., anti-global warming conspiracies, great replacement theory. This is weird. I mean, it makes sense. It has also emphasized what the publication claims is a labyrinthian global conspiracy led by Hillary Clinton and former President Barack Obama to tear down Trump. A former Epoch Times reporter who covered the 2016 campaign, Steve Klett, said his editors had encouraged favorable coverage of Trump after he won the Republican nomination, and that, quote, they seem to have this almost messianic way of viewing Trump as the anti-communist leader who would bring about the end of the Chinese Communist Party, end quote. After Trump was elected, the Epoch Times hired Brendan Steinhauser, a Tea Party strategist, to reach out to more conservatives and encourage the Trump administration to oppose the persecution of Falun Gong. So yeah, it definitely linked to very pro-Donald Trump conspiracies and QAnon. And if you go to their front page right now, there's literally on their front page a 2020 election fraud article. On my way. Oh, they cover Canada. Oh yeah, it's in 80 countries. How am I supposed to look at this? One sec, let me go to the front page. I went to Canada, so now it's showing. Oh, I went to the US one, but... Oh, Geo, it keeps redirecting me to Canada. Okay. Canada, factual and unbiased news provided in-depth coverage. There's a video playing right around Epoch Oh yeah. 
And if you read number three, trending videos, number three is thousands of 2020 votes misreported. Oh, great. Yeah. Is, that's a Trump thing. That's a Trump thing, yeah. Not even, like, past it. Like, this happened four years ago, and they're still pushing it hard. And it had a huge presence on Facebook right around the time of the 2016 election. I don't really get into it, but it's a scandal where they were running Facebook groups that didn't really talk about how they were the Epoch Times. And were just like, they'd share pictures of puppies and things like that. And then slowly leak it over into talking about conspiracy theories and QAnon and things like that. And yeah. like, they would have groups of 5 million people on Facebook that were there originally because they were talking about puppies. Sharing, like yeah, misleading information. Anyhow, they've been banned from Facebook since then for being misleading ads and not saying where the actual money's coming from. And also there was a big controversy too because they were faking subscribers by making fake accounts. And like they got caught because they had celebrity pictures. It's just like oh random God. people who were in the group. I just came here. Trump flags terrorists, slams border deal, catastrophe waiting to happen. Um, I actually came across that today. He said a terrorist attack was 100% going to happen under this administration. And Chelsea, like you can see at the very top, it's all the languages it's reported in. So you can go Chinese, Spanish, French, Portuguese, Hebrew, Japanese, Korean, Vietnamese. Like this. This is crazy. I'm this just scrolling is through this, some of the articles that they have on here. Don't read too much because there's a surprise on this page that leads us into the final part of the Epoch Times section okay. here. Don't be a jerk at the gym. Not only did they push Donald Trump hard in 2017, the German edition, Epoch Times Deutschland, which became wet only in 2012, was described by online magazine The China File is aligned with the German far right and attractive to supporters of the Alternative for Germany, AFD party, and the anti-immigrant group Pegida. Stephanie Albrecht, a reporter for the German broadcaster RTL, who spent several days inside the Epoch Times Berlin office while investigating the far right, said that the staffers she met were all Falun Gong practitioners who had no no journalistic training and did not check facts, trusting instead in the alternative sources they consulted. During her time at the Epoch Times office, Albrecht was exposed to debunked conspiracy theories such as Pizzagate, M-Trails, weather-changing machines, and the Great Replacement Theory. <laughs> Wow. In France, the Epoch Times gives, quote, an unfettered platform to Jean-Marie Le Pen, the patriarch of the French far right and his daughter, Marine Le Pen, who leads the Nationalist Party her father founded, who, by a very narrow margin, lost to Emmanuel Macron. By a very narrow margin, the group that the Epoch Times wants to lead the country just lost. The Epoch Times also publishes climate change denial content. It promotes doubt about modern science and medicine in line with Falun Gong's teachings. The Epoch Times has increased its revenue just over the last couple of years by 685%. What? It makes $122 million as of 2021 annually. Ow. And since 2019, it has gone mostly digital, spending millions on Facebook and YouTube advertisements. Although, again, it was kicked off Facebook for that controversy I just told you about. Let me just find the name of it real quick. The Beauty of Life is the name of the Facebook group that caught all the controversy and got them kicked off. Are they on another? They probably have another one. They probably do, but I, honestly, I don't go near Facebook anymore. I don't really want to look. As of 2023, it is the 
fourth most subscribed newspaper in the United States. What? Which is just mind-boggling. Yeah. None of this stuff makes sense to me. I read a few people who used to work for it who were Falun Gong practitioners, and they said at first they were not paid at all. It was all volunteers. And then eventually they got paid $20,000 a year to write for them. Their headquarters is in Manhattan, so like nobody could actually afford to live there if they're paying $20,000 a year. Yeah. And they're expected to pump out five articles a day for that salary. That doesn't seem like something anybody would want to do. Doesn't give any time to actually reflect on what you're writing. No. During COVID, absolutely a rat nest of anti-COVID conspiracies. And I believe pretty much everybody in Canada and the US got a free copy mailed to them during COVID with anti-COVID conspiracies in it. That's nice. Do you remember? I got a copy of it in the mail once. And it was really? right around that time during COVID, yeah. I've never seen it in print. I don't think. I found this website, healthfeedback.org. It has a lot of the claims they've made in specific articles. Just to give you an idea, of things that they've said in the article or in the headlines. Rat study alleged to link COVID vaccine to autism. This is unsupported, but a statement they made. Natural immunity is better protection than COVID-19 vaccine. Misleading title. Study in Italy shows nearly one in three COVID vaccine recipients had neurological side effects. Not correct. An accurate reporting by Pfizer would have shown equal numbers of clinical trial deaths in the vaccine and placebo groups and thus no benefit of vaccination. It is incorrect. COVID-19 vaccines are responsible for killing 17 people, 17 million people. Incorrect. Those are like very different numbers. 17 versus 17 million. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking through their COVID right now. Soaring childhood obesity after COVID-19 lockdown poses lifelong health threat study. So yeah, very strange. Seeing as how, do you remember from the first episode that Falun Gong practitioners are forbidden from being political in any way? Yeah, it seems pretty political. Like, incredibly. Though they may not know because they don't have time to think about what they're writing. Yeah. And I do just want to give you guys, I did read one article on here and it is specifically titled because there are so many articles from other news groups saying like these guys are terrible because they don't actually yeah. do any journalism and just report Trump great all the time. Wave of hit pieces reveal why establishment is terrified of this defiant newspaper. This is from the Epoch Times and it basically says, we didn't change. Everybody else just became anti-Trump for some reason and they're evil. We are unbiased and we only interpret everything from an anti-communist standpoint, which again isn't unbiased in itself, but let's not worry about that at this point. I love the spin they put on it. Do you think that they're funding Trump potentially? I don't know for sure, but I did find an article. Where is it? I need to find it really quick. GOP presidential candidate Larry Elders, who people may remember that name. He was running against Gavin Newsom to become the governor of California. And he received from the Epoch Times between $1 million and $5 million. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me that they're heavily funding some of these things. Because when you're running for any government office, you have to do financial disclosure. He reported yeah. earning between $1 million and $5 million from the Epoch Times. And I just want to say, too, that I am not slandering the Epoch Times by calling them extremely far right or conspiratorial. And in fact, they sued a journalist for calling one of their journalists extremely far right and spreading conspiracy theories such as Antifa is behind the January 6th riots. Mm -hmm. The court yeah. concluded that no, in fact, they were very correct. They may have made an overgeneralization, but they were incredibly correct for calling you guys far right conspiracy theorists. 
<laughs> and it wasn't like they sued the New York Times either. It was like the main bugle or something like that. <laughs> like it was not somebody who has all the money behind them. Yeah. But yeah, they had people at January 6th who were reporting and they said, it's, oh yeah, Antifa's here doing all the violence. <laughs> Why? This doesn't make sense to me. They believed that Trump was going to bring about the end of the Communist Party in China. Okay. So they went all in on him and they appear to have a working relationship at this time. Mm -hmm. Remember, this is not the first cult that we have seen Donald Trump have a relationship with as he came up in the Moonies episode too. Also, for those listening at home, which is not all of you, if you're in the car, this probably applies to you too. Out on the streets, do not listen. Washington Times and Epoch Times now are the two cult-related news sources that we should be avoiding because they're both cults. But remember, Washington Times, not Washington Post. The Washington Times. Yeah, we've brought them up. They were in the Moonies episode. They're owned by the Moonies. Right. Okay, so Epoch Times or Washington Times? Who has the bigger... Epoch Times is the bigger breach. This is weird. I you can't... will still see Epoch Times coming up in conspiratorial circles and far-right circles. And you should know, absolute, all their journalism is actually dog shit and has a slant towards bringing about the end of the Communist Party in China. And Chelsea... I've been looking through all the stuff they have here. They also have New Tong Dynasty news media, which has a lot of association with YouTubers. And I just have this one part from the Rational Wiki. I always like using the Rational Wiki because they use very colorful language when covering these types of things. This is what they say about the Epoch Times. Besides its usual anti-PRC diatribe that ask readers to resign from the Chinese Communist Party regardless of actual membership, the paper often publishes woo and conspiracies such as chemtrails, UFOs, an entire section titled Beyond Science. The Beyond Science section includes such things as 12 million year old vehicle tracks, ancient Sumerian spaceships, and hype over meditation and near-death experiences. Former employees noted the secrecy of the publication's ownership and funding, and tendency to promote red baiting as well as anti-abortion and homophobic views. Other former writers noted its almost slave labor-like work environment, where they need to meet a quota of writing five articles per day and reaching 100,000 views, and are paid in virtue, a white substance in another dimension that you gain when you do good things. Falun Gong associated editors then remove mentions of issues which conflict with traditional values as well as those unfavorable to Trump. This is not surprising since it was promoted by Chris Kitts of fake news website before its news. They have an entire section called Beyond Science and that clicked something in my head. Chelsea, do you ever remember it's like years ago there was a guy named Mikey Chen and he was doing a YouTube show called Beyond Science? No. And it was all like more paranormal or fringy news science stuff is what he was doing. Let me take a look. Yeah, take a look. I'm sure you've seen this guy. And he also has a thing where he like goes and eats food. And learning about this, I learned that this guy is a Falun Gong practitioner. Really? Yes. And I learned that his subreddit is absolutely like the coast to coast subreddit and it is hilarious how much they hate the guy <laughs> i love that <laughs> like, i look reddit at the history. is a beautiful place yeah this guy's in his mid-40s he married somebody who was 23 a couple of years ago it was super sketchy they went over all the controversy in there they talk about how he's clearly balding now and just like he tries to cover it up in terrible ways 
Uh, they just got <laughs> divorced, him and his 23-year-old wife. Super sketchy. Anyhow, it turns out they have quite a few YouTube personalities who have millions of followers. Like Mikey Chen, who push Falun Gong things. And that's through their new Tong Media Group. I didn't know that the Epoch Times was owned by the Falun Gong. And even if I did know, I didn't know the history of the Falun Gong. And so you put things where they're putting so much money into Facebook ads and doing deceptive things like that. They're going to get a big following. And if they're just sharing things, especially during COVID, it probably amassed a huge following just with that. And that's where there's a huge problem. with. And we should know all their journalists are producing like five articles a day. Not all of them are just pro-Trump. Like they have things that are relatively normal that to start yeah. people down their pipeline. Yeah. And then, I mean, you just kind of push the narrative. So it seems like they're just distributing them into society to just see what sticks to see. And yeah. then just, I mean, then you're just going to be reading articles or not even reading articles, just being like, yeah, I read reading headlines. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there's an entire media group behind it. Epoch Times is not the only one. Um, they also, through this, own New Tong Dynasty Television, which was on the air. I think it still is in Canada. It's offered through Rogers Cable. They also own the... Where is it? I had one more I needed to talk. Sound of Hope, which is a radio channel that uh, this all goes through as well. But Chelsea, now I do want to draw your attention to that top part and one of the things that's always pinned at the top of epoch times is up there and i want you to say what it is okay i feel like we're looking at different page are we really <laughs> yeah is it not on the canadian version like yours no it's not interesting I'm, I'm trying to delete canada but it keeps bringing redirecting me back to oh no it keeps redirecting me back that's okay it actually does show up here still it's still, like, not in the same way on the Canadian version, but there's always an article that will, on the front page about Shen Yun. And Chelsea, have you ever heard of Shen Yun? No, but I have. Actually, I haven't heard of it, but I've seen it. As in you've I've seen, seen advertisement, correct? Not you've been to a show. I don't know. Maybe that's what I... I did I see it in China? No, you didn't. Because okay. remember, Falun Gong is banned in like China. It. Well, I don't know. They love Shen Yun, apparently. No, Chelsea, actually, on the on the Canadian version, where it says feature Canadian news, just yep, below there's it. There's a bunch of Shen Yun. Yeah. Yep. It will always be there. No matter where you're watching it, it will always be there. Uh, right above, there's an ad for Shen Yun that's a special coverage. Underneath, there's an article, and then you can, if you go, I just... Chelsea, can you read the article title? <laughs> There's a sense of the divine in Shen Yun, says California theater goer. Actually, just That's click amazing. on the see more and read a few top article headlines. What the hell is this? Shen Yun, China before communism. Wikipedia came up when I googled Shen Yun and what it just said was, this makes me question what this says. China before communism. Shen Yun's London performances leaves CEO in awe of Chinese history. Shen Yun's presentation of classical Chinese dance astounds Kamakura audience. Shen Yun is truly good and inspiring, says Marine Corps Lieutenant Colonel. 
Shen Yun is very uplifting, very spiritual, says Emmy Award-winning filmmaker. Is that James Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> this is weird. Look at this is like a very nice page. Find a show near you. Yeah, and I knew about Shen Yun up until like probably a year ago. I didn't realize there was a relationship with Falun Gong. And I always thought it was like a Chinese equivalent of Cirque du Soleil. Like, I saw the advertisements, that's what I got from it. But I did see these, like, weird, because they always get, like, viewer reviews of it, and they're just so oddly worded. Like, there's a can spiritual I, I, part. I have to I have to give you another one. Okay. MasterCard VIP says he felt connected to God during Shen Yun. Okay, these are all the nice reviews. And then directly to the right, Shen Yun faces unrelenting interference from Beijing in South Korea. <laughs> Sorry, one more, one more. <laughs> Shen Yun, performing arts wraps up 2023 world tour amidst audience praise and acclaim. <laughs> I really like this one. It's right near the top. Shen Yun is built on the values of goodness and commitment to traditions, says physician. <laughs> and you'll notice when we're telling you who give this review, it's not the New York Times. It's not the New Yorker. It's not like any reputable reviewing company. It is people who they say saw it and have really weirdly spiritual connections to it. So you can narrow it down on the side. It says glo global review, USA, Canada, Europe, Asia, Oceania, Latin America. I thought you could just choose like a review from Canada, like Canada. But if you open it, you can do Calgary, Edmonton, Hamilton, Kitchener. And it's all over, yeah. Bremen, Burgess. Like you can click on specific cities and it's the same thing. All of these reviews of how amazing it is and life-changing it is. Yeah, is from so Vancouver weird. business owner. Shen Yun makes you want to be a better person, says Vancouver business owner. This is so, you can narrow it down by your specific location. In case anybody is curious what they're talking about in your location about Shen Yun. This is so weird. Like I said, these aren't reviews from like actual reviewing companies who go to plays like this or performances like this. Yeah. I found the New Yorker's review, or at least somebody from the New Yorker who saw it and did an article in the New Yorker about it. I just uh -huh. need to take out some highlights. Okay. After we took our seats, two hosts with animatronic smiles speaking both Chinese and English began introducing a series of dances, which were called things like goodness in the face of evil and the world divinely restored. The female dancer moved in hypnotic swirls. The male dancers jumped and flipped. Behind the stage was an enormous screen upon which digital backdrops, ancient temples, royal gardens, the cosmos appeared along with digital dancers who would walk to the bottom of the screen and then pop out via the appearance of a living dancer on the stage. Living? Wow. The colors were near neon and unnatural. They reminded me of the glowing hues of Photo Hunt, the tabletop bar game. The hosts started talking about a spiritual discipline called Falun Dafa, and they then introduced a dance in which a beautiful young follower of Falun Dafa was kidnapped and imprisoned by communists who harvested her organs. Hold on. Quote, I'm hallucinating, end quote, I whispered to my brother in the dark. <laughs> it keeps going. You had something to say, though? Is this Falun Gong's dance company? It's exclusively Falun Gong's, yes. Oh, okay, this makes a lot... I guess, I guess I don't know what I was thinking there, but yes, that does make sense. Okay. It seems incredible, though. Look at all these good reviews. Yep. <laughs> From every city. And you will see, if you go on YouTube and try to find it, you cannot find anything from the actual performance. They keep that incredibly hidden, and all you will see are these reviews. I mean, the reviews look great. <laughs>
Would everyone like to learn a little Chinese? One of the hosts asked. He intoned a phrase and asked the audience to repeat it. That phrase means I love Shen Yun, he said. I felt my forehead. The dances continued. <laughs> Sleeves swirling, skirts rippling, a man came on stage to sing a song in Chinese, which was translated on the screen behind him. We follow Dafa, the great way, he began. Yikes. Singing about a creator who saved mankind and made the world anew. This is a quote from the actual play. Atheism and evolution are a deadly ideas. Modern trends destroy what makes us human, he sang. At the end of the song, the row of older white people sitting behind me clapped fervently. In the final dance number, a group of Falun Dafa followers who wore blue and yellow and clutch books of religious teachings battle for a space in public square with corrupt youth. Their corruption was evident because they were wearing black, looking at their cell phones and in the case of two men, holding hands. Chairman Mao appeared and the sky turned black. The city in the digital backdrop was obliterated by, obliterated by an earthquake, then finished off by a communist tsunami. A red hammer and sickle glowed in the center of the wave. Dazed, I rubbed my eyes and saw a huge bearded face disappearing in the water. Was that? I said to my brother, wondering if I needed to go to the hospital. Karl Marx, he said. Yeah, I think that tsunami was the face <laughs> of Karl Marx. Shen Yun, according to Shen Yun, means the beauty of divine things dancing. It can be translated as the rhythm of a divine spirit or more simply God's melody. The Shen Yun Performing Arts Organization was founded in 2006 in New York's Hudson Valley and put on its first touring show in 2007. By 2009, there were three touring Shen Yun companies. Today, there are six companies, each consisting of 40 or so dancers, all of them trained at the Fei Tian Academy, which is situated at Dragon Spring in upstate New York. The dancers wow. are accompanied by an orchestra that incorporates Chinese instruments. Each troupe includes about 80 people. In addition to the 96 American cities it is touring this year, Shen Yun would also visit Vancouver, Berlin, Auckland, Taipei, Daegu, and a dozen other places. Shen Yun is a nonprofit. In 2016, it reported more than $75 million in assets and more than $22 million in revenue. Given the amount of money the organization seems to spend on advertising, it's hard to believe that it could be in the black. But The Guardian has reported that each city's Shen Yun advertising campaign is sponsored by the local Falun Dafa Association. The ad blitzes are carefully coordinated. Shen Yun ads is basically a season on the calendar now. In January, I decided to double check my woozy memory and buy a ticket to see Shen Yun again in Lincoln Center. And after the purchase went through, I received a survey that asked me which of the 36 different versions of Senyun ads that ran into in New York, Newsday Spots, Metro North Posters, Brochures and Mail, had convinced me to buy tickets. Shen Yun's saturation has reached such a ludicrous intensity that it has in recent months become a meme. Part of the seeming strangeness of Shen Yun could be attributed to a latent Orientalism on the part of Western viewers, including those of us who are Asian descent. But the real root of Shen Yun's meme-friendly eeriness is that the ads brightly and aggressively broadcast nothing at all. That's why it's so easy to imagine them popping up in Ebbing, Missouri, or in the extended Blade Runner universe, or on Mars. The ads have to be both ubiquitous and devoid of content so that they can convince more than a million people to pay good money to watch what it is, essentially religious political propaganda, or more generously, an extremely elaborate commercial for Falun Dafa's spiritual teachings and its plight vis-a-vis -vis the Chinese communist regime. The Chinese embassy, for its part, warns the American public to stay away from the so-called Shen Yun performances of the Falun Gong organization so as to avoid being deceived and used by the cult. I think I can end it there with that quote from the embassy.
This is bizarre that they have a dance company. And so I saw they have some performances here in Vancouver. And it's very weird. I put reviews and it's all five-star reviews. But then you go to Reddit and it's yeah. a totally different <laughs> thing. <laughs> I just like this one. Somebody says... Has anyone actually gone to Shenyin? And it says, I've seen so many ads. I'm genuinely curious who has actually seen a performance. And some guy commented that they've seen it twice. <laughs> and they're like, why have you gone twice? And he said it was a decade apart. One of my kids wanted to go. It's just religious propaganda and <laughs> symbolism. It's expensive and too. Then, like, I don't think you can get in there for under 100 I bucks. just looked. No, it's $100 for the back. And it's just people being like, reminder, Shenyun is a cult. It's the Falun Gong. And, and you will see posters for it everywhere. I saw one where I live in Kelowna, a poster. When I've been in Vancouver, I've actually seen like the performers have to go out and like advertise it in malls. Like they'll just stand in the middle of the mall really? and hand out wired. No, I have seen it in a mall. That's where I know it from. I have just the mall right here. Yeah, all the reviews where you can review, TripAdvisor are all five star amazing this is so weird yeah <laughs> so weird. but like straight up cult propaganda if you see an advertisement for shen yun it is cult propaganda and all of the dancers are part of the cult and the abc investigation that i talked about in the last episode one of the people who left the cult she was mixed race and had um sexual thoughts about women so she oh no that's bad for her she ran into huge problems with them. But she also, and this is part of the article I just want to read. At this time, Master Lee was establishing the professional dance troupe known as Shen Yun. Anna's mother encouraged her to train to be a Shen Yun dancer. Quote, She thought that it was the highest honor possible and that it would guarantee me getting into heaven, essentially. End quote. But Anna felt that she was not as gifted as the other dancers. And then there was the incident at the summer dance camp in New Jersey. Anna's teacher placed her in front of a mirror and lifted up her shirt. Quote, she grabbed my stomach, shook it, and then turned to the other kids in the class. There were several of them, and she said, Do you see this, everyone? This is an example of how a woman should not look. At the age of 13, Anna ended up hospitalized with anorexia. And that's part of the reason she ended up leaving the cult. Wow. Not that they were good to begin with. Yeah. And you know what? I found these on, it was the St. Louis subreddit. And they said Shen Yun was coming through and anybody seen it. <laughs> this comes from Macaroni Incident. It was posted in 2022. People think they're an amazing act. Their marketing is everywhere. Who wouldn't? In reality, they got a lot of their ads and free stuff by bugging the shit out of their companies for in-kind donations in the form of ad space because they will relentlessly ask until you give in. I used to work for a non-profit arts company. We ended up letting them use one of our dance floors for free for their performance in our city. They also got tens of thousands of dollars in ad space in our playbills. Management just wanted them out of their hair. And then this one coming from Pajamas, 41, two years ago as well in 2022. I've done advertising business with them before. They will lowball the hell out of you and push until they get a firm answer. A few years ago, I gave up and just said no. Haven't worked with them since. So not exactly a great group to work with. Chelsea, were you able to find any one-star reviews? This one just says very bad performance is very unprofessional. Because I feel like this is a good way to end it. Jeez, this is all about the staff. Is this actually Shen Yun? No. I this know, I just noticed that it's this all... This is not the... it at all. It's all about the theater itself. I know, same, that's what I found, so... <laughs> Fortunately, we're just gonna have to rely on the New Yorker for their one-star review. Although, I think it might have irony level of like a four out of five stars. But those are the ways that we've all had interactions with Falun Gong that we didn't know. This is crazy. 
No, I had no idea. I hope that this at least gives you some sort of ammo. The next time that family member tries to share a news article with you and you can say, you know that was published by a cult, right? Yeah. Or when someone's like, I just want Shen Yun. I am actually just like mildly actually curious to go see a Shen Yun performance, but I do not want my money to actually go to them. I know. That's my exact train of thought that I just had in thinking about it. I hope this has been useful. This is a huge group and is still very active today. I feel like it was necessary to take this time to focus on these people. And nobody knows anything about them. I appreciated it. Spanning three episodes. It was a fun one. Yeah. And I have been Taylor here with Chelsea. We are Journey to the Fringe. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Journey to the Fringe. If you have liked what you have listened to, please like, share, subscribe, or follow, depending on what venue you are listening to us through. Also, please, if possible, leave a five-star review, as that really helps us in the algorithms. Should you wish to interact with us, please check us out on your social media of choice. I bet you we are there. And if you really want to communicate with us and give us ideas for new episodes, or tell us that we're wrong and terrible, either way, please send us an email at journeytothefringe at gmail.com. For now, I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>